This is an unabridged reading of The Road to Grandeur, Episode 9. Chapter 9. Ambush. The first day of travel crawled by for Marie. After a terrible morning of betrayal by the entire town, she forced herself to drive her wagon for 12 hours, only stopping to rest, feed, and water the horses. Marie stopped briefly at a roadside inn for directions and supplies. Grandeur was several days away, and she had no desire to be on the road longer than necessary. She directed the horses down a dark pass traveling the thick woods, and she could feel the forest envelop her. The horses whinnied as they took the narrow path through the trees. The woods itself seemed to be waiting for something. Despite the size of the forest, only the cart made noise. The darkness loomed. The crescent moon provided little light to guide her path, yet Marie pushed on without difficulty. Marie extracted some dried meat, bread, cheese, and a large flask of water. From the back of the cart, she heard a loud gurgling noise. In the silence of the woods, it echoed eerily. You know, Jade, Marie said, I have plenty of food if you would like some. Jade froze. I know that hot chocolate is good, but it is really not proper nutrition. Jade poked her head out from underneath the canvas. Marie looked right at her. Hello, Jade, she said. Hiya, said Jade. How long have you known? Long enough, Marie answered. And you didn't kick me out because... Cameron wouldn't have wanted me to. Have some food, Marie said. She broke off a large piece of cheese and bread. Jade eagerly wolfed it down. How long were you and Cameron together? Asked Jade, her mouth full. I've been traveling with him for nine years now. But before you get any ideas, I'm a human, he's a vampire. That type of relationship doesn't work, said Marie. I didn't say anything, Jade said. You had a look. A look? Yes, a look. To understand me and Cameron, well, you have to understand what happened. I'm a sage, more specifically a war sage. I found out at an early age that I had more talent than most said Marie. Talent? Talent is one of the hundreds of terms all meaning one thing. Magic, said Marie. Jade jumped to the front seat next to Marie, eager to learn more. Marie continued to guide the horses forward while they talked. All people have some minute ability. A rare few have more natural ability than others. I'm blessed, or cursed depending on your perspective, to have a talent for essence bending. This means I can manipulate anything I touch for a very short time. In battle, that means as long as I can put my hands on something or someone, I usually win the fight. So where does Cameron fit in? Jade asked. A long time ago, I worked as a mercenary, taking a variety of random jobs. I was hired by the Tenlin Army to research Varara, the country to the distant east. Uh, well, rumors about thousands of vampires dying... More importantly, the Vampire King's death had reached Tenlin. The city of Hainus is far in the northernmost part of Tenlin, but our country has been at war with Xantia for nearly two centuries. Vampires and all of Arara, the country to our east, well, they flat out refused to join the war. But with the death of the Vampire King, many people thought that this could change. Unfortunately, no emissaries from Tenlin to Varara had returned after a year. Well, they hired me to find out what had happened. I had no desire to become one of the missing humans in the land of vampires. But I had been hired to obtain information, not as an emissary. I simply needed to stay in the shadows and observe. 
In less than a week after arriving in Varara, despite my considerable fighting ability, a group of vampires captured me. They held humans captive, using us for blood and bleeding us frequently. I became part of their flock. <laughs> we had a dismal existence until Cameron rescued us. I found out that Cameron had been trying to help maintain order and peace in Varara for nearly a year. After the death of the king, the country of Varara had exploded into chaos. I thought Cameron was just a doctor, said Jade. <laughs> Cameron is more than just a doctor and more than a normal vampire as well. He, he never told me what had caused thousands of vampires to die in one day, but apparently a human had been responsible. It had something to do with the war between Xanti and the world, but I don't know any more about that. This single event shattered the trust that had been forged for years between vampires and humans living together in Varara. Groups of rogue vampires, like the ones who had captured me, had appeared all over Varara. And after a year of failure trying to reunite humans and vampires, well, Cameron had made many enemies. The newly elected king enjoyed having humans subservient, and Cameron's continued involvement created trouble. Thus, Cameron had a bounty on his head. He had planned on leaving Varara, but luckily rescued me before he left. I traveled with him from then on. He saved me from a fate worse than death, and there is nothing I wouldn't do for him. Cameron is special, even for a vampire. After fleeing Varara, well, Cameron needed to stay away from any places with vampires. He had been attacked several times as he moved from place to place. Ultimately, we ended up in Hainus, which seemed perfect, until a seer predicted he would save a young girl with potential. Well, we believe that's you. What's so special about me? asked Jade. Well, we believe you may be one of the... <gasps> Wait, I, I heard something. Get out of the car, get out of the car quick, Marie said. They had just entered a large clearing in the pass through the forest. She led the horses to a huge tree and quickly secured them. She pulled Jade into the woods away from the cart. Marie held a finger to her lips. Marie sat on a log and motioned for Jade to do the same. They sat side by side, just under the cover of darkness. Minutes passed. Stay here, stay quiet, and do not leave this area, okay? Marie whispered to Jade. Her voice indicated this was not a question. Jade nodded. Marie put her hand on Jade's shoulder and gave her a reassuring squeeze. Warmth flowed into the girl after Marie had squeezed her shoulder. Jade sat obediently on the log, hidden in the darkness. Marie disappeared into the black woods. Jade watched the cart. She strained her eyes but could not find Marie. After a few minutes, movement appeared on the clearing's edge. A man appeared. He paused. Six more men materialized and walked forward. They all had clubs, except for the leader who held a sword. They slowly surrounded the cart. The horses nervously stopped as the men approached, pulling against the lines securing them to the tree. One of them lifted the tarp with his cudgel and grinned. Big hall, boss, he said, his voice gravelly in the darkness. Marl, be quiet. The cart didn't get here by itself, said another. Ain't no one around. They heard you stomping and left ages ago, said the third. Quiet, said the leader. He peered into the forest. Jade was sure he must have seen her, but his glance continued past her. He looked back at the cart. The others busied themselves untying the various knots holding down the tarp. All right, you louts, pack up everything you can carry and get out of here. Something ain't sitting right with this, he said. 
Jade saw Marie walk to the edge of the clearing and whisper something to herself. A faint glow of light surrounded her. She walked into the clearing, making no effort to conceal herself. She made it halfway to the horses before she was spotted. What do we have here, boys? Looks like we might have a bit more fun than we thought, huh? Said the leader. Lady, you should have just stayed in the woods. She wanted to meet some new friends, boss, and were really friendly, said one brute, walking toward Marie. His grin broadened, showing yellow teeth at odd angles. I'll say this slowly, with small words, so all y'all can understand. Get off my cart and leave now, Marie said. We're not letting one little waif tell us what to do. Listen, you little wench, you should have stayed hidden in the forest. Coming out of your hole was your last mistake, said the leader. The other men seemed emboldened by their leader's confidence. They formed a half-circle around Marie with the forest and jade to her back. Marie made no effort to prevent their move. Rough her up, but don't kill her. I think we could all have some fun with her, the leader said. Get back in der woods, the largest man with the gravelly voice whispered to Marie. Before she could respond, two of the men came at Marie with their clubs. What they lacked in skill, they made up for with their massive bulk. One swung a spiked club toward her head. Marie casually leaned to the side and dodged the blow. The second swung right behind the first with his staff, and Marie did the splits. The staff barely cleared her head. The two looked at each other and laughed, clearly surprised by their prey's agility. The one with the club held out his arm in a gesture to allow the guy with the staff to go first. The other shook his head and indicated they should go together. Jade glimpsed a broad smile on Marie's face. The two came at Marie with renewed vigor. One swung his staff quickly in broad passes. She moved little, yet each blow missed. The thug became frustrated with his inability to connect and swung harder and harder, but she continued to sidestep every attack. He then ran next to her and swung a crushing overhand blow. Marie dodged, stepping close to him and pushed against his stomach. The brute flew 20 feet straight back and collided with the tree, falling unconscious or dead. The other men observed this, and their laughter ceased. No more one at a time? Marie asked with a grin on her face. Come on, surely a rock troll and five grown men can take a little waif like me, right? The men formed a large semicircle around her. Marie made no effort to prevent herself from being surrounded. She crouched in front of the group with her legs apart and knees slightly bent. Next! The remaining men glanced around, apprehensive. The same large man pleaded with her again. You run now! Go into woods! No come out! You be safe! Me no like hurt you! He murmured. The other men seemed not to notice. Just kill her, you idiots! said the leader, still behind the fray and close to the cart. Marie backed into an immense oak directly behind her. Jade could not see her as the monstrous tree blocked her vision. Marie had to be in trouble. Jade grabbed a tree branch and began sneaking up to the clearing. Two of the men had entered the forest to prevent Marie from escaping into the woods. The other three blocked her escape from the front, but Marie did not try to run. She waited. One lunged in and swung a sideways blow at her chest. Marie dove to the ground and kicked out one of his legs at the knee. A loud popping noise was quickly followed by a bellow from the man who went down in a shriek. The rest of the men attacked. 
Jade saw a whirr of clubs. Marie continued to dart and dodge. Her movements were erratic yet graceful. The men came from all sides, but Marie continued to spin and dodge every strike. The cudgels repeatedly came inches from braining her, yet Jade heard a feminine laugh again and again. Marie was amazing, avoiding four in such a small area with the leader hanging back. She seemed to dance while she fought, and she still had a grin plastered on her face. The men rushed her. Jade saw only a blur of punches and kicks. Bodies flew out of the clearing, and only the leader and another remained. The last man stood up straight. Jade thought if this guy had any brains, he would figure out that he was outmatched and run. Why you not leave? Why you make Marl have to smash you? Go, go now! Run now and leave! Then me not have to kill you, the last man said. He threw down his cloak. His visage changed right in front of Jade. The skin on his face chipped off. Parts of his face fell to the ground like a broken mask. Under the mask, his features became jagged and angular. His hands similarly cracked and fell to pieces around him. They lost their flesh color and became ashen. His fingers lengthened until they were each about a foot in length. His arms hung down and touched the ground, though he was still erect. His fingers dragged across the dirt. All around him were pieces of what appeared to be skin-colored ceramic. Jade had lived her entire life in Hainus. She had heard of vampires, werewolves, and elves, but until recently, she had thought they were mostly stories. Cameron had put a small crack in her understanding of reality. The thing in front of her shattered it. The monster slowly walked toward Marie. Why you no leave, it said to itself. It let out a sigh that sounded like distant thunder. You die soon. Tell me how you know me troll, the thing asked, its voice impossibly low and grating. Jade winced just listening to it. Marie seemed unruffled by his transformation. She lightly bounced on the balls of her feet. Is obvious, she said. First, the gravel, your food, which came out of your cloak, was marble, and there's really no marble anywhere around here. Second, though your disguise is actually quite good, your teeth still look like a perfect row of rocks in your mouth. Granted, that's exactly what they are, but in this group, you were the only one with more than three teeth, and all of yours were gleaming white and square. And finally, you still walk with the hunched gait of a rock troll. Ah, said the troll. Thanks a lot, he said. To Jade, it actually sounded sincere. It's sad I have to kill you. I not want to kill you. You fight good. You best manting I fight. Uh, thank you, she said, continuing to circle. Her eyes darted around. The leader of the group had disappeared into the woods. It was just her and the troll. Marie continued her slow circle, but now a group of trees flanked her back. The troll exploded at Marie, his long arms enveloping her and the tree behind her. Marie jumped up six feet and shot over the troll. The stone appendages crushed the tree to splinters and spun. It launched at her in a flurry of whipping punches. The long appendages gave the troll an extended reach as it swung in lightning rapidity. Marie danced backward, bouncing off her hands and feet with equal dexterity. Oi, you quick! You hard to catch! You run now! I not be able to kill you if I not catch you. Boss won't get mad if you just go now. Go now, go now, please, asked the troll. The creature truly seemed to not want to kill her, though its actions suggested otherwise. Marie ran to her cart, disappeared under the tarp, and reappeared in a blink, holding a small vial in her hands. 
You get arms? The troll asked. Dat good. You need all help you get. It laughed. Me get arms too. It swung at a tree and felled the large sapling in one strike. It picked up the tree and hurled it at Marie. Marie dove away and bounced back to her feet. She approached the troll and shattered the vial on the ground at its feet. What dis? It asked. As if in response, vines shot out from the ground and surrounded the troll. The clinging vines grabbed at its arms and legs. The troll pulled and twisted, snapping the vines repeatedly, yet more instantly replaced the ones he had snapped. In seconds, the troll was wrapped in clinging vines and unable to move, struggling in vain. Only the creature's head remained uncovered by the vines. Oi, that be good trick, it said, sounding happy, and in fact the troll had a broad grin on its face. Me not have to kill you now. Jade ran toward the clearing with a cheer. You did it, she yelled, running for Marie. Marie looked over at Jade from across the clearing. Her smile disappeared and a look of horror covered her face. Jade, look out, she yelled. Jade had run from her concealment and then tripped on a root. While Marie was distracted, one of the vines from the rock troll extended and wrapped around her ankle and held her fast. Jade stopped and looked from her place on the ground. The leader had been hiding in the shadows where Jade had emerged. He was on her in an instant, sword poised to kill. Jade saw him swing the killing blow. The sword halted its descent halfway down. A black blade had stopped the swordman's killing blow. A figure materialized behind the swordman, who appeared surprised just like Jade. Even for pathetic scum like you, that's pretty low, said the newcomer. The figure in black wrenched the swordman's arm behind his back and Jade heard the crunch of bones. The leader screamed in pain and tried to pull away, but the person held him fast. The figure in black grabbed a hunk of the leader's black hair and wrenched the thief's head to the side. He then bit into the neck of the man. Jade was immobile, transfixed by the horror in front of her. Jade could see the color slowly drain away in the face of the leader, till he turned a shade of sickly white and then groaned as he collapsed to the ground. Jade turned from the corpse in front of her and ran toward Marie. She had unraveled herself from the vine and quietly watched. Well now, wasn't that exciting, Marie said calmly. Marie, Jade said, what, 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 should we, what should we do? Do you have any more magic potions? C can you stop that thing? Oh, I doubt I could stop that thing, Marie said, stepping away from another vine. Jade turned to look, but the figure in black had disappeared. Wh where did it go? Marie still seemed unconcerned as she rummaged through her cart, pulling out a small cloth. She poured water from a pouch over the cloth, all while occasionally looking at Jade. She'll figure it out sooner or later, you know. Marie said to the back of the cart. I know. Oh, just come out. We can't leave her behind either way, Marie said. Toss me the towel first, he said. Marie threw the towel to the darkness, where it disappeared behind the cart. The voice sounded familiar. Jade ran around to the back of the cart. There stood Cameron, his face and shirt completely soaked in blood. Jade watched him clean off the blood and peel off his bloody shirt. Marie threw him a fresh one, and he quickly dressed. He scrubbed at his face till most of the blood was gone and looked at Jade. He appeared nervous. Cameron? she asked. Yes, Jade. It's me, he answered. Cameron! she said, and launched herself at him, hugging him tightly. Cameron's face beamed as he returned the hug. I told you that she was a special kid, said Marie. Okay, 
Okay, you were right, Marie. She's a thief and a schemer, but she's a keeper. Things are starting to turn interesting on this road to grandeur. Keep listening. Every Monday a new episode comes out, and things are about to get really exciting. <laughs>